Come on, Madhika. Should be come on, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I was talking to um, an entrepreneur um, midweek, and we both agreed that um, that it was it, times were a little bit tough. You know, the enemy was having a real go, and um, but I saw that the reason that he was being tested is because he'd been tested because of in finances because of what God's going to release to him. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I was just thinking about, I've decided I'm going to change one of the words in the English language. <laughs> and the word is fasting. I should say it's slowing. <laughs> the Lord asked me to fast and, and it was, but it was actually, it was easy because uh, if the Lord's in it, then it's not a problem. But the times when you try and fast in your own strength, then maybe you should call it slowing. Father, I thank you for um, who you are and who we are in you and what it is that you're doing and that you've chosen us for such a time as this. So I pray that um, whatever it is that you want to say, that it would be released, Lord God, and that it would touch the hearts that you wanted to touch in Yeshua's name. So the Lord, it's funny because the Lord of, probably about six weeks ago started talking to me about journeys, about how when he wants to bring about a change in our lives, that he often, he, he takes us on a journey. Now that journey is a physical journey. So um, if maybe if you turn to... Um, let me get my glasses out. One of the benefits of getting older. Genesis, uh, Genesis and it's where, where is it? Sorry. It's fear and trembling, it's not nervousness. <laughs> so uh, Genesis 12.1. So now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee and I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. Thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless him that bless thee and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed. So... There was a call for, uh, for this man who was living in Ur of Chaldeas, is that right? Mesopotamia, I think it is. And I don't know why God chose him, but he asked him. And so he responded to that. It doesn't really say anything about what kind of relationship he had, but there was something that God must have perceived in that man's heart to call him and to begin a journey that we're all involved in. So there I am in uh, 1978 <laughs> and, uh, and I felt compelled to come from, from UK to New Zealand, from New Zealand to Australia and then back from Australia to New Zealand and then through the circumstances in my life, 
I felt compelled to go back to, to the UK. wasn't saved. Uh, and, you know, you could say um, that my lifestyle wasn't that wonderful. <laughs> um, but God had a plan. Um, I was flatting then. I was actually in 12th Avenue. And I was flatting with um, a whole group of people. And one of them got saved. Uh, Nuala Flanagan was her name. <laughs> and she was just a friend. And she got saved and she gave me a Bible. And circumstances were that, that I know now that God was getting me out of um, what I was involved in in, in um, 12th Avenue and taking me back to the UK. And so I'm sitting in the Singapore Forum motel and it's really hot and humid and I begin to read this Bible. Uh, I come from a Catholic background and I'd never read a Bible before and I'm reading all these words and letters uh, in red and I'm just, wow, something was happening. I got to uh, Waters, Sussex, which is where my, my parents lived and I stayed with them and I was a bit of a wreck, a bit of a mess, long hair, beard, um, smoking, dopey person, <laughs> dopey in the words dope. So, and I kept coming across these Christians. It was funny, I, I even went to the local pub, the Red Lion, and uh, <laughs> they're a bit different from the pubs here, you know, they're kind of quite, you know, you can have a nice meal, and, and uh, I used to drink uh, lime and lemonade, and so... And, uh, and there, was a, there was a lady on this, there were on this sort of table and there was all of us and there was all these glasses on there and there was an orange juice, full of, um, a glass full of orange juice. And something made me say, well, how come you're only drinking orange juice? And she said, oh, I'm a Christian. <laughs> and her name was Joy. And that's described her exactly. Uh, her husband wasn't saved, but she was saved. And... I'll go into that story a little bit later because I'll finish that at the end because I think the Lord wants to say something through that about how he won me. So why, I'm going back to, to us moving. See, many people here have been involved in, in being moved by God. Some of you come from Nelson. Some of you come from Germany. Some of you come from all parts of, from overseas, yeah? And, um, and you're here. And you're sort of thinking, why am I here? It's because God called you here, that's why. And there's something significant that I believe that the Lord wants to, to, to relate about how he uses location movement, whether it's a holiday, whether it's a big move, whether it's a change of job, there's all sorts of circumstances that God uses because through the circumstances, Emmanuel from overseas, yeah, Sweden, yeah, that he, he uses these circumstances because of what he's about to do through the circumstances in our lives. So, so we, used to, we used to, as Hope Centre, we used to meet at the gym, yeah? Now we're here. 
I think that, that the reason that we're here is very significant because of what God wants to do through us at this location at this time. I'm not saying we're going to be here forever, but I'm saying that in God's economy that he's brought you, us, to here because of what he's going to do next. So if we go back to... to um, to Abraham and his journey. Oh, also, I forgot about Joseph. Who could forget about Joseph? <laughs> what a lad. I remember I was at this uh, young people's uh, meeting and uh, I was sharing about Joseph. And Joseph was, was uh, Jacob's favourite. So I had this, I sort of kind of um, changed a few of the, the things. So, so Joseph walks into breakfast and he's got his Levi's on and his Nikes and his nice T-shirt. And he's just come from McDonald's. And all of his brothers <laughs> are just finishing their porridge and they're all dressing. And uh, brothers, I've just had this amazing dream. <laughs> so you can imagine how well that went down. Sometimes God asks us to go somewhere. And we, we say, yes, the prophetic word. It's like when God asked me to go to Poland. I had six prophetic words. Um, and I had a, but I had a desire in my heart that I, that I, that I wanted to go. And the, the sixth prophetic word was, this, was a man I'd never seen before, came down from the stage and pointed directly at me and said, God wants you to go to Poland. So it's kind of clear, really, isn't it? <laughs> And then my friend, <laughs> I got it. I really got it then. <laughs> but the thing was that my friend came up, a uh, friend we were talking about, Rob, came up, a very prophetic man, and he said, Marianne, why aren't, why aren't you in Poland? And I said, I'm not ready. And he said, yeah, when you just said that, that means you are ready. Because I knew that I couldn't do it in my own strength. Yeah? And I know that, that something incredible happened when I went. I, I, everything had been sold. I arrived in, in Poland and I arrived with an incredible anointing. The presence of God was just with me all that time. It was an amazing time. But it was I had a purpose behind it. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. But where was I? So, so he has a purpose for the movement because of what he wants to do in our lives. And um, when I went for a jog the other day and I had this picture and what it was was we were in a plane, um, like one of those trainer planes, and I was in the front, or we were in the front, and then behind was, was Jesus. And... Uh, and suddenly he, you know, the dual controls. I don't quite know how that works, but and and then he let go. And I'm going ah, <laughs> like some of us are going ah, but <laughs> because uh, whoa, I don't know if I can do this. And Jesus said, No, you can do this. I might want you to now take over the 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 controls, and that's where we are at as a fellowship, but where many of, our, many of us are at as individuals, where he is now 
um, he is he's wanting to to for us to begin to um, to assume or take the authority that he's already given us that he's offering us and I believe that we're in a place where he's now offering to, and challenging us to to use that authority but in his way so there's been a testing um, and through the testing there is a proving and then the Lord says right now so if we go to um, so with obviously with Joseph I mean he had to go through <laughs> some stuff in his life a real testing because of the what was waiting for him yeah and because of the the pride and his arrogance and his youthful whatever I don't know the way that he was God knew that he couldn't um, be the second in command of, of Egypt yeah but he had to then go through a process of testing to come to a place where then he was ready to 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 be that which God had predestined him to be so um, so that was so sometimes circumstances overtake what we actually want some things I've I don't I haven't want to happen in my life and there's a lot of things in your lives that you don't actually want to be happening but the reality is is that that if God allowed it he's then waiting for you to be able to respond in the way that he wants you to respond because he wants to teach you because of what's coming but there's something else as well and I'll come to that at the end the very most important thing that God wants from all of us and I'll share that right at the end because it's the most the highest thing that he has for us so so anyway so Abraham Abraham we'll go to Genesis 17 And I think verse 5. Okay, so there's a, the Lord's been speaking to me for years about the power of our words. Um, and we know, you know, his word won't return void, but will accomplish that which he purposes to there's a responsibility that God is giving us to speak his word in his timing to accomplish what he wants it to accomplish but also in the midst of that as well is that we are not to um, uh, there's a temptation to agree with with what the enemy is trying to do in our lives um, so we can say I mean <laughs> <laughs> there's some sayings around that are pretty silly really um, don't want to offend the ladies but you know a woman's work is never done you know where does that come from you know like <laughs> you know do you go and have a cup of coffee with your friends and do you go to bed at night do you you know it's like but it's like a, there's this kind of all these sayings that are actually incredibly negative when you look at them but God's not a negative God he's very positive and he's he, he, you've got to be real, but at the same time, you've got to then 
make a decision to, to agree with what you've just prayed or what it is that you know that says in God's word about how he's, what he's promised to you and also what he wants to achieve through your life. So, so um, uh, trying so very hard to, to agree with God's word all the time instead of having a pity party. Because as you know, when you have a pity party, only one person turns up. <laughs> it's not a very good party, is it? So, <laughs> oh, I thought that was funny anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so, so there's been a season where Abraham is, or Abram, sorry, he's, he's, he's struggled with his age and, his, and, um, and Sarai's age and the promises that, that God's made to him and and he's just really, what's going on, you know? So he tries in his own strength to, to bring about God's will. I don't know how many of us have done that? So, so then he says, God's talking to him and he says, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations I have made thee. I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, in their generations for an everlasting covenant. We're, we're, we're that seed. We're the seed of Abraham. So the covenant was made to Abraham, but it's actually for all of us. Yeah? So there was a moment where, um, where God decided that, that he would make a, an, a, an oath. It was an oath. And it said that he made that oath and he, he swore by himself because no, there was no one else greater to swear by. So he swore by himself that, that this is what was going to happen. And I also believe because of the prophetic words that have been coming out for this fellowship... And that was a long time ago um, where God was teaching us that if you can't walk with a footman, how can you run with the horses? And that's come out of several times. So God's been bringing to us to a place of maturity as a fellowship. He's, he's trying to create, not trying, he is creating unity. We're not quite there yet <laughs> but he's also um, he's also um, giving us glimpses of what's to come but what I'm going to share at the end is very important and a key to what it is that he wants to achieve yep so um, maybe okay so now I'll go back to here I am in Wadhurst in, in, in the UK I'm unsaved I'm a wreck um, I've got a broken heart because I've broken up with my yet another girlfriend <laughs> and uh, and mum's being very kind because she loved me and I was her favourite <laughs> mum <laughs> doesn't matter how old you are it's still mum isn't it yeah but it just and it was nice but it didn't really help and uh and I'm, dry, I'm, I'm walking down the streets of Wadhurst 
And along comes Kathleen Robinson, who is a retired missionary from China. She was about 80. And she's glowing. Kenji was glowing. <laughs> and I didn't know what it was at that stage. But, of course, it was the anointing of the presence of God over her. She just loved the Lord. And, uh, and I thought, wow, what's that? And then Joy, that I'd met in the, in the, in the local pub, the Red Lion, she'd asked me to come you know, and spend time with at their home group. I'm going to the home group. Now, they're not preaching at me. They're not. I don't, I, they probably did share scriptures, but I don't remember them. But they were loving me. That's what won me. It was the love. We don't, we don't, God wants us to win people, yeah, that's part of his, that is the commission, the great commission, but there's something else as well. But it's like, he wants us to, he will win them through us, that's probably the best way of putting it. He, he, our love, our kindness, or the fruit of the spirit, that's what people see. That's what they, they say, you're different, how come you're different? Well, we know what it is, but they don't. But they see something. And that's what I saw when I went to the, the home groups and, and Roy and Beryl, and I can't remember all the names of the different ones in the group, but um, they were just, wow, they just loved me. And then it came to that point where, where um, Kathleen challenged me one day and says, do you want to ask Jesus into your heart? And I really thought about it. And then I got down on my knees. She didn't ask me to. And I gave my heart to the Lord. And everything changed. Everything changed. So, and then God called me back here. So again, there was change coming, you know. So like, um, my heart was settled. It was healing began. God miraculously delivered me of stuff, including smoking. And then... He said that now, I didn't know that it was his voice then, or beginning to recognize it, but with a series of circumstances that I knew that was God, said, now I want you to come back to New Zealand. So again, there's a movement. There's a movement. We're, we're changing location. And it could be, you know, when I say changing location, it doesn't mean you've got to just sell up and go to, I don't know, wherever. <laughs> Antarctica. No. It, it's, it's more... There's a movement of something in your life. It can be, like I said, a change of job. It can be a change of circumstances. It can be um, moving to another place, of course. But in the midst of that, then you can see that in that that God's going to fulfill something more in your life. Significant things will happen. I, I know that because of all the times I've experienced that, like in Poland. So like... So as an example, so if I was going to the church here in, in, um, in Tapuki, which I did for a couple of years, but there was never an opportunity to, 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 for my gifting to grow. Yeah? Uh, and there were some other things that happened. I won't go into that. So God's calling us out because he wants us to go somewhere else because of the things that he wants to fulfill through that. So I'm in um, Lubertov, uh, which is... Which is the pastor there was uh, Robert Harpenya, <laughs> and it's it's like twenty minutes drive from the Ukrainian border, and uh, he's got, he's had involvement later on with the Kiev Messianic Fellowship, but Robert asked me to come and share, so yep, so there was maybe a church 
similar number to this, maybe a little bit more, 70, maybe people, 80 people, I don't know. And, and, uh, and the Lord had given me a word for the church. So I sh- so, so share it, and Robert's crying. I thought, whoa, that's, that's hitting the mark. <laughs> and then um, when I finished what it was that I felt the Lord wanted to share, then I said, oh, do you, anyone want to come up for a prayer? And everyone, <laughs> 70 people came up. And there's this huge, like a semicircle. Oh, before that, see, this is the Lord, how he undertakes. There was no translator. My, my Polish was pretty rusty, where it really was, basic stuff. Oh, sorry, for those that don't know, my, my parents are Polish. So, hence Marianne, yeah. So, so, so. Uh, and there's no translator, this is going to be a, but I'm trusting the Lord. He says after the fact, no. <laughs> and then in comes this young woman and she teaches English at the local school. So she's translating for me and Robert says, Robert, there's the, the lady translating. Robert knows a bit of English as well and I know a bit of Polish, of course. So there's a word and then there's another word. And there's another word. And Robert's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we go around the whole semicircle and the Lord has got something for everyone. For everyone. And then she's just, the translator is just about get down, uh, you know, finish. And I said, no, no, because the Lord's got a word for you as well. And this is coming out of me. It's not, it's not, it was coming out and I was listening to it. That's the only way I can explain it. So, and then... I said, oh, you're one and you're, you have a strong will and sometimes you don't listen to what other people say. Cause you, and everyone laughed. And they go, that's her. <laughs> and it's like the Lord was, you know, it's, it's kind of like word. It was kind of like that. And, and, but it was encouraging me because it was confirming what the Lord was saying. But also Robert had been saying it. So, and then, I, and she, so she... She, uh, she listened to that and said, no, no, you've got to translate. So there I am having a word for her and she's translating it for the rest of the body. It was quite funny, really. So anyway, but the, the point of that story is that, that each one of us, if we've all got a destiny and what God is, in, we're now in the process, I believe, where God wants to expand on the giftings. He wants us to bring into a place of fulfilment but there's also, I believe, two testimonies of God's grace and overcoming that is being, um, they're happening. And we have to agree with God about um, what it is that he wants to do in our lives. Yeah? Okay, so I'll finish with this. Because... I open, I open a scripture, and it was, was, was in the Bible. <laughs> okay, so Matthew seven twenty two. This seems like a very negative scripture, but it's actually not what the Lord wants to say. Matthew, Matthew seven twenty two. So, okay, 
So many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have we cast out devils? In thy name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So that seems like a very negative scripture. I thought, Lord, what's that about? And it's about knowing him. Everything that's happening, I mean, sometimes, to be honest with you, I think, Lord, it would be nice to, to go home to be with you because things are a bit tough. Not as tough as a lot of people I know. But it's to fulfill something and it's to fulfill my, my can complete what it is as much as it can be completed, my, my relationship with God. So that he, that I, that, because he already knows me. He knows everything about me. He knows everything about you. But it's what, what I, what I open up to him about myself in an, in in an unabandoned way. Is that a word? In a way that's, there's no, I don't hold, there's no holding back. And that's what he wants uh, with our relationship with him. So that, that there's no secrets and that there's a, um, I don't know how to explain it anymore. It's like, uh, yeah, it's God, you know, you have me, you have everything in me and everything that you want to do in my life because I trust you, because I know that you have a purpose for my life and that you will fulfill it as long as I hear what you're saying and I'm obedient to you. So written on the back here. paper hopefully and it's it's about love <laughs> it's about love so so the great commission is a byproduct of our relationship with the lord it's it's not how we we don't our relationship isn't developed because of the things that we do but it's 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 like okay husband and wife and the husband is the husband and, but he goes out and he works. So the work is, is not really anything to do with his relationship with his wife, although it's connected because he's supplying stuff like that. So, so the works that we do come out of the way that he wants us to do the works, if you like, comes out of our love for the Lord and his love in us. So that when Kathleen Robinson or the people in, the, in, in England in that group, that, that they loved me, not because of any reason, but because the God of love was in them. And it comes from them to, you know, and the things that they said and did and just, I think you understand. So, so how does that work? It works like this. We, I've got on the top of this, how do we know God? We've got no secrets because we talk to him. Because we listen. Um, yeah. Our ears aren't painted on. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> we listen. And when I say we listen, it means we listen with an attitude of we want to respond to what it is that you're saying. To obey. Because it's, this is actually a key. Because God will speak something to you and we go, oh, that was nice. But if we don't respond to that because he's spoken to us 
And he wants us then to respond because he knows that, that in that response is the change that he wants to bring about. So if we say, oh, that was nice, and then carry on, then we actually haven't responded to what God wants to do for us. For us. Because he always wants to do stuff for us. And we trust him, we believe him, we obey him, we develop the fruits of the Spirit. <laughs> We're in, <laughs> again, this is in Poland. And Charak, who was my translator at the beginning, quite a big man, very, very clever, he's an engineer. And, uh, and uh, he's Marian. We're at a prayer meeting and just finishing. Marian, we need to pray about patience. And I'm going, no, we don't. <laughs> so he prayed, God, give me patience. And I'm going, oh. so we go straight to the supermarket to get something. And I got something and I went straight through the, you know, the checkout desk. And he's behind this lady who starts to argue about uh, the price of this product that she's bought. And he was there for ages. <laughs> I think, well, you prayed for patience. Anyway. <laughs> so... We, um, yeah, we develop the fruit of the Spirit. We know we need to allow Him to change us. That which He reveals needs to be changed. That which He reveals which needs to be changed. We come to understand who He says we are. Like I was at a meeting the other week and, um, and I was thinking some things and the Holy Spirit said to me, yeah, Marianne, but do you know what I think about you? So I was thinking things about myself that were actually not true because of circumstances, because of whatever. But God's saying, no, actually, I see you in a different way. And we need to understand how he sees us because a lot of us don't understand that because of the past or whatever. And the last thing is, I'll finish with this, is John 3.30. And it's, he must increase but I must decrease, which is humility. And I also, so we have the love of God more and more in us. So that's it, really. Joy, the lady joy. <laughs> uh, not, not really. I mean, um, she, she. Uh, she was being challenged with, by her husband, I think, in, in her own personal circumstances. But in terms of the way that she um, was to other people, was a real genuine joy, you know. And that was incredibly attractive, you know, as to, you know, to my spirit, if you like. Um, yeah. She used to deliver laundry to people. People in England that were very middle class or wealthy, they had their laundry done. And she used to go around and deliver it. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I can say about joy. Okay, so Father, I thank you for um, what you're doing, that the plans that you have for each of us, the fact that you've brought us here from, from Bethlehem to, to, to Oropi, and that there's a significance in that. And I pray that whatever it is that you want to achieve through that, that you would achieve it. That, um, that you would continue to clearly um, speak to us, guide us, lead us, and help us with our relationship with your Holy Spirit, that we want to know you um, the way that you intended us to know you. I left a very person here that's struggling.
Lord, with uh, whatever it is that, um, that you've allowed, perhaps. And I pray that there be a, um, a, the response, the way that you want us to respond, that you would help us to respond. Lord God, that the authority that you're releasing to us, that you would show us how to use that effectively and in the way that you want us to use it. Lord God, with humility, but with the knowledge of knowing that you are behind us in everything that we do and say. If it's of you, Lord God, then we know that it will accomplish what it is that you want it to accomplish. In Yeshua's name, amen. We were, we were praying about something the other day and I just started to laugh. Because like, and it says, doesn't it, that, that God has, he laughs at our enemies. <laughs> and he's laughing at them now. He wants us to be able to understand um, who he is and who the enemy is and who he is.